Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today members podcast on Friday, 9th of June. And yesterday, I sold the FANG ETF out of the strategy portfolio. And today, it's up 2.3%. So looking like a bit of a nana this morning. But that's okay. Have a look at my section. You'll see why I sold it. One bad day was enough in a very overbought or crowded trade. I hate the expression crowded trade. Some tosser stockbroker made that up some years ago. But anyway, I like it about as much as I like convicted buy or convicted sell recommendation, which effectively means it's a buy or sell recommendation. But you didn't take any notice of me last time I said buy or sell. So I'm now going to call it a convicted buy or sell recommendation. Anyway, a not very convicted sale of the FANG ETF. But I have a funny feeling I'm still going to get it right. If you have a look at the chart of both the FANG and the NASDAQ, they've both got sell signals. I see the Dow futures down 49, the NASDAQ futures down as well as we trade this morning. The one thing that seems to be attracting the attention overnight, we saw Wall Street up 169 points, is a stronger jobless, weekly jobless number than expected. In other words, a weaker jobs market than expected. And that seems to have kicked off thoughts that US interest rates will do the skip, as they're calling it, which is No rate rise next meeting, but maybe one the meeting after that, the skip. If we have a look at the odds of a rate rise at the next FOMC meeting next week, June the 14th, the probability is sitting at 74.8% that they will leave interest rates unchanged and skip. And that seems therefore likely that odds, though those odds are down from 84% a month ago. So I haven't really changed that much. And the odds of a skip slightly rose overnight. And that apparently is enough of a reason to believe that the stock market should go up, which is what it did last night. So our futures are up 29 this morning. Our market's up 20, been up 27 at best. But we are the Friday ahead of a Monday King's birthday holiday. Sorry, the Friday ahead of a Monday holiday for the King's birthday. And I can tell you coming in the office today, nobody else in my business complex has come to work today. The car park is empty. Everyone's taking the day off. And it seems even the AFR have only got a couple of pages of stories today. Everybody's dropped the ball except for Marcus today, of course. So we will be, the ASX is closed on Monday, so I'll be doing an overnight email or an overnight table and stuff for the weekend email tomorrow, and then we won't be back until Tuesday. So we're on holiday on Monday along with everybody else, ASX closed. This, by the way, is general advice only, if it's advice at all. Don't confuse it with personal financial advice suited your personal financial circumstances. If you have a look at the sector, is doing quite well today. Gold sector's had a bit of a rebound. Tech sector's done okay in the wake of the NASDAQ. That is a weird sector. And notice yesterday, it really fell quite hard. And there are a few stocks here that dominate this all tech index of ours. One of them's computer share, which always does the opposite of the other tech stocks. I don't know what's it, what it's doing in the all tech index, just because it's got the word computer in its name. Some genius decided to put it in the all tech sector. Doesn't deserve to be in there. If you are watching, information technology sector, far better you look not at the all tech sector, but the AXIG 
sector, which is the info tech sector rather than the all tech sector. And that today is at 1.7% because it doesn't include computer share, which is down today. Anyway, in that sector, by the way, I have done a stock take today. One of my new stock takes, I do quite enjoy doing, doing those, I have, it has to be said. I have done one today on Zero, another one on Avita Healthcare, sorry, Avita Medical, stop making up names, Marcus, AVH and XRO. The XRO conclusion is after the NASDAQ sell-off yesterday, there's a sell signal on Zero, and you can't get away from the fact that Zero is an expensive looking stock. It is a profits tomorrow stock, I think you could call it that, on a PE of 121 times, no yield, trading 84% above intrinsic value, and it had some recent results which shot the stock up 18% in a couple of days. And it's a bit vulnerable there. And the moment the NASDAQ fell over yesterday, it dropped quite hard. And there is a sell signal, although today it's up 2.2%. I think it was down 5% yesterday or something. Shows you it's a bit vulnerable because it doesn't really have the fundamentals behind it. But at some point, it is going to start focusing on profit rather than the land grab for customers. They also have a new CEO that started in February that appears to have started clearing the decks and their last set of results for last year, they're a March year end, saw a whole bunch of cleanouts, which was non-cash impairment and associated in restructuring costs, which caused EBITDA to drop by 26%, even though the headline EBITDA was up 45%. So they've cleared the decks on her arrival. And outside of that little bit of accounting sleight of hand, revenue was up 28%, EBITDA up 45 Cash flow significantly improved, but they revalued a bunch of businesses. And if you remember last year, everyone was worrying about the value of technology businesses in the face of rising interest rates. And they took a whole bunch of charges against the valuations on businesses they hold and recently bought, wrote off all sorts of goodwill, impairment charges, restructuring costs, and cleaned up the accounts for improvement. Their underlying business performance was up 61%. Global subscribers were up 14%, which is solid, double-digit growth in all markets. And their important measures of customer churn and average revenue per user were going in the right direction. So that set of results shot the stock up 18% in two days. By the way, the chairman is David Thode. Remember him from Telstra. Anyway, a business that will be profitable one day, and there are some earnings forecasts in there for quite significant earnings growth at some point from reported losses to profit in the next few years, and the share price has bottomed out. So short term, a sell, especially if the NASDAQ's going to come off, if it does, and there is a technical sell signal. But outside of that, you'd be looking at that low it hit in December last year being the low for some years as the business turns its $1.7 billion worth of revenue into profits. Brokers, unfortunately, don't generally like it. It's hard to value this stock anywhere near the current share price. So they've got an average target price 2.5% below the current share price. And the recommendations are hold neutral, buy, buy, overweight and sell. So mixed views. Anyway, have a look at the stock take on that. Zero, a good buy. 
for the longer term, but not today. If anything, today it's a trading sell and look to pick it up lower down. If the sentiment goes out of technology stocks anytime, a lot of them are sitting without the fundamental foundations that you need to hold the share price. So zero is vulnerable. The other one I've written a stock take on today, I wrote, you might have noticed, on Polynovo the other day. Polynovo and Avita Medical are similar in that they both have regenerative skin technology, wound healing technology, and they are both getting FDA approvals and Avita, just AVH, just announced one. It was expected, I have to say, but the share price did jump. And have a look at some of the photos I've put in of what their spray, which was used after the Bali bombings, by the way, on what their spray does for, or the equivalent of skin grafts. It sort of avoids skin grafts, which have to be taken from somewhere else on the body. This is quite an emotive stock. Professor Fiona Wood, who's a director of Avita, from 2002 to 2016 and treated people after the Bali bombings. It's quite emotive, but the business wasn't really going anywhere and they put in a new CEO, started to push into the US and they now have a global market FDA approvals. And the FDA approval they announced this week, they have a sales team ready to go and will start to commercialize it on the 1st of July. So it's another one of those profits tomorrow stocks. The brokers love it though. They've got a, there are only three brokers I can see covering it and they have a average target price 21.6% above the current share price and they are all buyers after that FDA approval. Share price bottomed out in the middle of last year. At one point it was trading around 19 bucks. It's bottomed out around a dollar, just above a dollar is now 475. It looks like a good buy, but not on the fundamentals again. Hard to put an intrinsic value on it. Not expected to earn any money for some period of time. No yield. So it's again, very hard to say this is a quality value play. It's not. It's a momentum play at the moment after that FDA approval. And you might imagine that that good news is going to get into the share price and leave it a little bit high and dry. But think long term, this is a company doing a lot of hard yards and has a heck of a lot of potential to get its product into global hospitals. They're currently selling into, what is it, 585 hospitals. And most of that's in Australia. Imagine when they get to the US, India, they're already a little bit in India. So an emotive buy on AVH but not a fundamental buy. Right, other stuff today in the strategy piece. Having sold the FANG yesterday, I'm now in 32% cash, which doesn't seem to be wrong considering that chart of the ASX 200 in the Marcus Take section today. Trending down, no problem with that, but we do need the market now to go down for us to outperform. We do still hold the NASDAQ ETF, which went up overnight, but that has a sell signal on it. And that is probably the next decision is when to sell that. And if the US market really does come tumbling down after the CPI number next week, it's quite a crucial week next week. If the CPI number comes in high and the FOMC don't skip Instead, they raise rates or talk about raising rates. We could see technology come off even harder. There's no doubt we're in a bit of an AI bubble that's running out of steam now. So if that does come off, we'll probably be selling the NASDAQ ETF as well. So cash may well be king at the moment if the market goes up. 
I look like a bit of a plunker for holding cash. I've also got the performance figure. It's really been quite a phenomenal trade, this NASDAQ and FANG trade in the last... It, it took a month. And in a month, thanks to FANG and our market going down, in the last month, our market's dropped 1.4%. The strategy portfolio has gone up 11.03%. And over the last year, the ASX 200 is up 0.31%. The strategy portfolio is up 14.57%. And that is clearly because of this FANG trade, almost all of it thanks to this FANG trade, which only goes to tell you, you really do need to time stocks and get your themes right. If we just sat in an ASX 200 ETF, we would have done nothing. So it's not time in the market, it's timing the market. Anyone who tells you otherwise is just a lazy financial planner trying to avoid taking any phone calls about whether their client should buy or sell. Other things in the strategy piece today, have a look at the BHP chart, have a look at the Macquarie chart. Macquarie has now broken its uptrend support line, a very mild support line is Firmly, it seems, in downtrend, so happy not to hold that. BHP is having a little bit of form coming off the bottom, yet to break the downtrend, though, the bigger downtrend, so not buying into it. And it's got to be said, the backdrop to BHP, in other words, the Chinese economic vibe, is pretty shabby. I don't know whether you saw their import-export numbers this week, but they were weak, and the CPI number today is benign another indicator of their economy doing nothing so not rushing to buy bhp at the moment a few technical observations today i've got zero as i've mentioned already coming off the top sell signal a lot of the coal stocks seem to be coming off the bottom buy signals on whitehaven coal and coronado agl as well on a 52 week high that's a coal stock may not seem it to you but they have a b minus esg score Australia's largest, biggest carbon emitter, three coal-powered stations. The reason they performed so terribly over the years, I did a stock take on it the other day, performed so terribly over the last few years is because of the expectation that coal power stations will be closed down, but they haven't been closed down yet, and now they're earning a bit of money. They're having a little bit of a resurrection. They're also moving into renewables and making a fuss about being the biggest renewables energy provider. But as UBS says, projects to replace coal-fired power are experiencing a blowout in costs and serious delays so for the moment coal will do the other sector seems to be doing okay i note is uranium stocks beginning to pick off the bottom some of you might have a look at that traders only or maybe not and mineral resources oversold now i wrote a stock take on it yesterday it is a great stock have a read of their annual report great stock and there is a fabulous buying opportunity coming at some point i have not started a one stock portfolio as one of our glorious members suggested just because it is lithium and iron ore as well as a sort of annuity business that does mining services but those drivers are sort of asynchronous and it's a little complex as a one stock portfolio to be getting that right i know there's a buying opportunity coming when lithium bottoms which is sort of seems to be stabilizing and when the iron ore price go gets going which it hasn't yet so a buying opportunity coming in mineral resources it is a substantial company have a look at the recent stock take
Also noting consumer discretionary stocks, how oversold they are. There will, one day there'll be a great buying opportunity in JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman on a 52-week low, Wes Farmers, Nick Scarley, but not at the moment. Lots of oversold resources stocks for the day, resources bottom as well, mineral resources being one of them. And the banks, NAB, ANZ, oversold, NAB, 52-week low, CBA coming up to results and dividend. There's a buying opportunity coming in the banks, doesn't seem to be today though. That's about it from me. Lots of stuff in Henry's take. Zip is back on after its capital raise today. He's written a little bit about the banks and how Fitch has downgraded its view of the Australian banks. And he has a new On the Couch with the Vulcan CEO. Have a listen to that. The Vulcan CEO is a little bit echoey. We're not entirely happy with the sound reproduction. There is also, I will maybe put it in the weekend email, I also watched another good video, a little bit dated, but he is a clever chap from John Abernathy from Climb, who licenses us. Uh, But John is one of the good guys and very smart, experienced funny at times, Mr. Abernathy, but speaks the truth. He only speaks the truth about the economy. And he did a good video on Ausbiz the other day, well worth listening to. He does regular videos, by the way. If you go to the Climb website, you could probably subscribe. Right, that's about that. I'll be back with a weekend email tomorrow. Oh, I see 29 metals coming off the bottom a little bit. That's going to be a great buy one day, a bit early. And I noticed these Financial platform stocks coming off the top, Hub, Net Wealth, they are stock market stocks after all. Premium down 9% today. Again, stock market stocks. One day the market will bottom and all these things will be fabulous buys, but not at the moment. Right, there we go. Market up 27, near its high of the day. But as I can tell you from the car park, nobody's around, nobody's doing anything. The AFR's down tools by the looks of it. Dow Jones futures down 49, NASDAQ futures down a little bit. What are you doing sitting at your desk listening to the stock market? Get out there and do something. But little word of advice, don't do any gardening without warming up. Apparently 30% of back problems come from gardening. Can you believe that? Because nobody warms up before they do their gardening. And that's how I've done my back. I have a herniated disc, never had one before. Always considered myself to be very back strong, having been a windsurfer all my life. But lifted or bent over, then lifted a heavy weight gardening the other day and got a slightly herniated disc, had a steroid injection yesterday. Anyone who's had sciatic nerve issues will know what I'm going through. It may be in your back, but it is the my left leg is numb. My pain factor has been 6 out of 10 just sitting down and 11 out of 10 trying to move after that. My pain factor after my steroid injection is 3 out of 10 and it apparently takes a weak kick in. So sit here on drugs, on muscle relaxants, on Panadol Osteo, hoping it will all one day get better. Never had anything like this. Anyway, the moral of the story is golf is not enough exercise. If you're going to lift heavy weights irregularly, make sure you're going to the gym regularly. Otherwise, make sure you warm up. I need to get back down the gym, build my core in order to avoid further back issues, apparently. Anyway, we'll just let this ginger moment pass. Sorry, boring you with my back. You have a fabulous Friday. I'll be back tomorrow. We're on holiday on Monday. You have a good day.